What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome, rugby fans, to another great episode of the Rutten Pass or Kick interview with your team from the Rugby Rant Podcast Show. My name is Ty Braga, your host for today's activities alongside Rob the Hammer Hammerschmidt. And joining us here for the first time today, let's go ahead and welcome Nate Osberger from San Diego Legion to the show. Nate, welcome to the show, my friend. Hey, thanks, Ty. Thanks, Rob. Thanks for having me on. Ready to see how this game goes, man. I'm a bit anxious. You know, I haven't run past or kicked in a while here since quarantine. So, <laughs> so you're a little unskilled, a little rusty. We're going to have to shake those cobwebs off over here as we put you to the test in our run, pass, or kick. Now, for those of you that are familiar with the show, you'll know that this is where we put our guests to the test. And to be able to learn more about it, we're going to hand it over to Rob Hammerschmidt to tell you how it works. So, Rob, let us know. Thanks, Ty. Well, first of all, Nate, uh, no pressure, but you are a scrum half. You should be adept at running, passing, and kicking. So it's time for a it's time for you to put on a big show here. This is how the challenge works. I'll prompt each question by saying run, pass, or kick, at which point just let us know what you're going to do. Let the fans know what you're going to do. Are you going to run with it? And you're going to take that question and answer it. Are you going to pass that question? Which means, man, it's a little hot topic. You're going to you're going to put that off like a hot potato and let the, one of the centers carry it down the field, or are you going to kick the ball and uh, kick that question onto one of us and and uh, let us answer on your behalf and then and just tell us, you know, do you want Rob to answer it? Do you want Ty to answer it? Or if you forget, the person who asked the question will answer on your behalf. And you can get, even give us a rating. Let us know. Did we do a horrible job? Did we do a great job? Were you on the mark, off the mark? Uh, you can be the referee, if you will. Are you ready for the challenge, Nate? I am. I am. Let's go. Awesome. Well, yeah, I was doing a bit of research, as I, I do with all our uh, guests that come on. And, um, of course, you are you have a podcast with CJ and Chef Rock that's out of uh, San Diego. Phenomenal podcast. A, a different group of guys. Not all of them are uh, native to rugby, so it makes it a lot of fun and different, but uh, I listened to one of the most recent interviews um, and you guys interviewed a good mate of yours, a teammate, um, Carlin Isles. And in the interview with Carlin for the fans that haven't heard, 
you guys were on a tour. I think it was in Japan, if I'm not mistaken. And you went to uh, a gym to get a little bit of a workout. You're going to do some cross training. So you and Carlin stepped into the ring. And from the way you tell the story, you guys were just dancing around, you know, just having a little bit of fun. And then Carlin got the best. He just tagged you when you didn't expect it, right? So here's what I want to know. Run, pass, or kick, mate. Who would win in a legit boxing match? You or the fly man, Carlin Isles? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to run with this and say that I would win in a, nor- in a, in a boxing match that we trained for. And if we had, you know, sparring gear or something, you know, I'm, I'm backing myself. Love you, C-Fly, but I'll take you any day. Let the dog in there. I like that. That's confidence right off the bat there, right? But it, it did hurt to be like, if we have pads. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is, I'm not taking there. blows in the face. No. Save that for the rugby field. Is that, is that the right? money maker there, Nate? Yeah, you got to protect the money maker. <laughs> so, Nate, nice I got a question for you then. Run, pass, or kick? Imagine you've taken the stage at the Miss America pageant and they ask you that question. If you could change the world for the better, what would you change about society today? I'll I'll run with this one also because, you know, I'm a bit – I'm really good at winning beauty pageants or whatnot. Yeah, um, but now, anyways, make, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, um, I think just uh, love other people as if they were your brother, sister, mom, dad. If we see each other in that light, then I think we'd all treat each other with a bit more respect and uh, be a bit more less divided, I should say, and a bit more united. Right. Think about what makes us, uh, in, what we have in common rather than what separates us, right? Celebrate uniqueness. Yes. All right. That's the one great thing about rugby, man. You talk to guys across the sport, whether, you know, we had a convo with Psalm or, or you know, uh, one of your mates from USA, um, Chance Wegalewski, man. It's just all about inclusiveness, all about, uh, you know, we're, we're a community of, of fans, a community that sticks together, a community that backs one another 100% no matter who they are, or where they come from. I love it. Mm. Um, yeah. So, um, you know, I want to get more into San Diego and, and all about the Legion and some of their uh, what's happening there on the scene um, run pass or kick. One of the reoccurring themes that we've heard from the people in San Diego is that the organization, the, the Legion do such a great job engaging the community uh, run pass or kick. Are these efforts bringing new fans to rugby or just engaging existing rugby fans in the San Diego area? Ooh, this is a good one. I'm going to kick this one back to you, Rob, because I see you got the Toronto Arrow gear on, (laughs) and I need to hear what your perspective is on the matter. (laughs) Well, I I appreciate that, yeah. Um, And and here's one thing I've consistently heard, is that the San Diego Legion is at the tops of the table when it comes to engaging their community. They're at all the public events. They're sending players out to public events. They're sending players out to help with youth programs. I mean, um, you know, uh, we've had uh, um, um, uh, Madnon, uh, Patrick Madnon, uh, a number of weeks ago, and he even talked about the fact that he had a chance to work with players, MLR players, uh, international players of your caliber, uh, on a regular basis when he went to the Nike camp and went to some other camps in the area. So um, I'm absolutely saying that uh, the Legion works hard to engage new fans into rugby and bring them in the stadium. And it shows uh, it, when when we see the sidelines, right? It shows in the veracity of which those fans support you guys on the pitch. And I know uh, that as a player, you hear them and you're responsive uh, whenever they 
celebrate and get excited about what, what you're doing on the field. How'd oh, I yeah. do? I thought, I thought that was great. I'll give you a good grade on that. <laughs> I think that, that was on the money. We do have some great fans. We get Toreros, man, we get it booming in there and it gives us momentum. We love playing there. Right. That's- We've spoken about it on several occasions on the Rugby Rant podcast that San Diego itself has a phenomenal fanfare experience, the atmosphere that surrounds it, uh, which also leads me to my next question. So run, pass, or kick on this one here. And I go, I want to make sure I get this one right. We had this one written down. <laughs> so speaking of the San Diego fans, a cohort, of course, the cohort are known league-wide as some of the most loyal fans to the sport, and for good reason. But here's the statement. Which one is more true in your mind? Is it that the cohort are cosplay nerds who just got lost in the way to a rugby game? Or are they dedicated fans who have helped create that culture in San Diego? And I think we know the answer, but uh, tell us a little bit more about how that experience really translates on game day. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to run, obviously, here. I'm going to run. And uh, now the cohort is definitely a part of the culture. They're moving things forward. Uh, those guys, they sacrifice their own time to come up with unique ideas and ways that they can represent Legion at the game. So we uh, – we absolutely love them, and they're also the first guys, you know, when we go on the road, we have watch parties, and uh, those guys, we get a lot of familiar faces from the cohort that will show up to wherever the watch party is and represent and uh, put on for the team. So those right. guys are, yeah, they're hard to hard to replace, man. Plus, I mean, it's just great for the game, too. Like you said, it adds to the experience. You got a bunch of guys with swords and shields and armor on and it's i mean how like, could you not get excited about that i mean i i awesome, feel like right? gladiator like i'm just like russell crowe it's just yeah. amazing <laughs> i mean like you get to put on your uniform and feel that sense of awe and it's inspiring i'm pretty sure those guys have their own game face and feel that that same energy about it when they get kitted up and i'm uh, <laughs> talking about you know great fans obviously i'm Pretty sure you know this person is everybody in San Diego most likely does. Shout out to uh, Stacey Montgomery uh, with her and her cowbell as well, making some noise down there. Um, and, you know, one of the teams that are certainly backing uh, rugby as a whole right now is the team at the rugby shop. They're doing a phenomenal job of not only getting involved with this fanfare. They recently are, I think it, the announcement is either made today or tomorrow, that they're going to be doing the fanfare stores for all the, the major league rugby teams. Uh, great opportunity to go check them out, the rugbyshop.com. Uh, they also, fortunately enough, have sponsored our show, which is you paid reference to the Arrows gear that uh, that uh, Rob is wearing there. And likewise for me, I got the Gilgroni stuff, so we were very happy to be able to share it. Coming to that, we're circling back around to, to that later, we'll find out about your, of course, venture into the, the clothing line with the product of rugby. But I don't want to get away just yet. So uh, let's hand it back to Rob to deliver the next question, shall we? All right, so I I hope I don't offend you, mate. Um, I'm going to cut to the bone here because I think a lot of San Diego fans want to know this, and quite frankly, a lot of MLR fans want to know the answer to this question. Run, pass, or kick, the San Diego Legion lost the 2019 MLR final in a narrow affair to Seattle Seawolves. Does the organization have a win-at-all-cost mentality when it comes to the championship? I'll, I'll run with this. That's fine. I'll run with this. Um, I don't, it depends on what you're saying is, is at all costs, but to me, this, our organization is completely focused on winning championships and bringing championships to San Diego. And I think, uh, 
at least at least a good part for us as an organization. I think they can be very proud of of what they're putting out there in order to do so. Uh, hiring big names, all that stuff is super exciting. But really, like the the ground level of players working with front office, working with coaches is just a really great, healthy relationship and environment. And it, it makes it way more professional and easy for us as players to be a part of it. So, I mean, we are a win at all costs. I just don't think we're winning at all costs in a detrimental way. Uh, I think we're just, yeah, we're just focused and we're trying to have this vision come to life here and ho- hoist up a trophy. Right. Absolutely. And and I think that's where the question comes from, right? I think there's this perception and we have to, we have to cut right to the quick. There's this perception that San Diego is just outspending everybody, you know, is really bringing in all these big names and there it's, and some people, um, you know, feel it's, it's, it's hurting some of the other teams in the league. And as you say, um, there's not that uh, feeling in San Diego that it's not the case. They're they're doing their job. They're working for a championship, and they're doing things within the confines of the rules and the the uh, confines of the of the league and what the league's all about. So yeah. that's good to hear. Um, so playing off that note a little bit, we're going to move on to 2020. Um, run faster, kick. Moving into the 2020 season, the Legion brought in rugby legend Ma'a Nonu. And it was clear from the get-go that he was a difference maker on the pitch. You guys were undefeated up until the COVID shutdown. What did he bring with him on the field and to the culture in San Diego? I'll uh, I'll kick this one to Ty. I want to hear what Ty what Ty felt he was bringing, and I'm happy right. to uh, chime in as well, Ty. After you, sure. Um... Well, the first thing you have to be able to recognize, here's a guy with 100-plus caps for the All Blacks, a World Cup winner on several occasions. Uh, Experience, 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 right? This is going to be what the the common theme is. Uh, You know, there's a presence of mind in a player that's been so heavily entrenched in the game from such a young age. There's a rugby IQ that they have in the field that is those split-second decisions to be able to spot those opportunities, to be able to work that fraction of a gap, to be able to give you just that little bit of extra leverage or just that extra yard in ground uh, that can make the difference. And it's it's not one great thing. It's a bunch of small things that make the difference. What do you think? I think it's really good. i give you a good grade on that because um, – even though he's he's older and he's longer in the tooth, he might not be able to do the electric things that he's been able to do since he was 20 years old at a, at a very high level. Um, it is a lot of the smaller things that you might not always see. Uh, but that dude is committed and works hard. I think he's the, the one thing that I'd say is his leading by example in itself is just humongous. He says a lot of really intelligent things. He obviously teaches us a lot. Um, has been really useful for our leadership group, but just being by example, the guy has just laid it out for us. And and by that example, you know, one example that I had thought about with a similar influence was Renee Ranger, who was at the Raptors. And, you know, we've spoken about these players coming in, and as you so rightly pointed out, sometimes they're long in the tooth, but they come with a great amount of experience and leadership. And those guys on their left shoulder and their right shoulder on the in the field of play are the guys who often benefit the most, right? Because they're, yeah. they're able to learn right there with him, see those opportunities, and uh, he just – 
he's one of those players that I imagine you can put him in any side and within moments he'd be able to figure a good place for himself and work within the culture of that team. I agree 100%. Hey, I, I got to give you mad props, Nate, because uh, I don't think we've had a guest up to this point that's able to distribute and pick up and go and get a little box kick <laughs> to put the opposition on their back foot better than you. So oh, man, hey. I'm loving it. I'm loving it. Thanks, man. Um, so uh, moving forward, now let's set our sights on 2021. It's it's right around the corner. And, you know, I know Ty and myself and, and Scott Farrar, who, who uh, is normally with us, uh, are chomping at the bit to see this season, to turn that corner and get this season and see boots on the grass. Um, San Diego is obviously leading on the front foot and preparing for 2021 run pass or kick with all the big moves, uh, last year with Nonu, this year with Rob Shaw, we recently found out that, uh, San Diego is bringing Eddie Jones in, uh, to provide a little bit of, um, assistance in the coaching role, uh, and the incredible depth across the roster, uh, the Legion have to be considered by many, uh, to be, um, favorites to win. Uh, and some people even consider him the evil empire. Uh, critics have yeah. suggested. <laughs> what is the, the the catchphrase at the moment is the Saracens of the MLR. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um, red you know, and black. There's something yeah. about red and black. Yeah. Common theme, right? Uh, yeah. Critics have suggested that San Diego are buying the championship. Are these fair accusations, Nate? I don't think so. I mean, guys, to be completely honest, like, our team probably is going to have one of the toughest roads uh, mentally going into this season after losing in the final championship in 2019, then going five and zero, but not really getting the, the, what, what we wanted right at the end of it. Like there's no declaration of championship or anything. And to be quite honest, after going five and zero, that's great, but that doesn't win you a championship. Um, so I think, I think people underestimate how good we're going to have to be in order to, make sure that we live up to the standards that we believe in. And uh, yeah, those standards might be kind of high for some people, but we're, we're just a focused bunch. And I don't think we're, uh, I don't think we're stopping, you know, stopping the bleeding by throwing money at it. Uh, I think we're just keep bringing in people that are going to contribute and help this team go in the right direction. And that's just honest. I'm just being honest. No, I, okay, guys, I think that you're, you're right, though, is that you guys have set pretty high expectations yeah. for yourself. Your fans have come to expect a lot of great things. Um, and, yeah, it's a series of right steps, uh, well, steps in the right direction. And as Rob pointed out, there's a lot of great talent that's making their way there. Um, but it all starts with the right mindset and that culture, which is where that is being drawn from. So I 100% agree with you there. I actually had a follow-up question that I wanted to ask. Maybe I'll get a, a pass on this one. I don't know. Let's see. <laughs> Run, pass, or kick? Nate, can we expect to see Nanu take the field again next season? I'll pass it to Rob. Yes, <laughs> 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 yeah. I pass. Hospital pass right there. <laughs> okay. okay. All right. So if I got the ball, I got to do something with the ball now. I'm going to say, as a as actually a Nola Gold fan, I hope not. <laughs> I mean, you know, honestly, with JP Duplessis in the centers and then Nonu, I mean, that has got to be one of the best center combinations in the league, without a doubt. I mean, just power. 
uh, able to find gaps, able to, to, to offload and contact. I mean, the skill between those two centers uh, was really on point uh, throughout those five games. It was, um, and, and they, they, they played havoc with my gold. So, uh, you know, um, so let's move forward. Uh, Cause I want to ask a little bit more uh, in depth question um, about you and, and what you're doing aside from uh, your activities on the pitch, especially now that we're in COVID and things are kind of at a pause. Um, the quick tap podcast is a new effort involving CJ and chef rock guys from San Diego uh, born and bred right there. Uh, one of the common themes, obviously, is food, especially with Chef Rock. I mean, he's, what, 265 uh, Italian man who loves his chow. Um, if mm. Chef Rock, run past her kick, if Chef Rock was going to create an entree called the Nate Plate, what would that consist of? I'll run this. I'll run this and throw that out there. Um, I think the Nate Plate would have to be something – that you could go in and get in the middle of your day. Cause I kind of got to bounce around a lot of different places in San Diego to gym, to fields, to coaching, to, and so for me, sometimes I just need the, I need something that's on the go that I can have with me. So I'd take a Nate plate, which would probably be like rice, some uh, teriyaki chicken. And then I'd probably get uh, some spinach with cottage cheese in there. And it'd be in a little to go plate ready to go <laughs> and I could have it whenever I need it and I stay sharp, stay fit, strong. So just, chef rock, Nate plate. That's it. There you go. Just like any good scrum half man, ready to, ready to be on, on the ball and take off at any given moment. You don't want to be tied down with a heavy, with a heavy bit of, uh, of, of food in your gut, right? Nope. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm going to jump in on the next one over here, and uh, I'm going to read this one out because it's a two-parter. So pay attention. Gotcha. Two-parter. <laughs> All right. So run, pass, or kick with this one. Again, you know the rules, so let's go. Speaking of Chris Robshaw and Eddie Jones, just to return to it for a moment. Now, naturally, the news of Eddie Jones being a coaching consultant had recently broken. In fact, I think this evening is when San Diego themselves had released and, of course, making it official. So – his role uh, is going to be an interesting one. Likewise for Rob Shore, who's an experienced English international coming with his experience. We spoke about the influence they can have there. More to the point here is have you had a chance to speak with either of them about their respective roles and what kind of value do you feel they will add? All right. Um, I haven't got to speak to either one of them personally. I know me and Rob Shaw have done the social media swap thing. I think I followed him. He might have followed me back, guys. I'm kind of big deal because Rob Shaw followed me. <laughs> no, I uh, I think we we've hooked up on social media, but we actually haven't had a um, a chat yet. But uh, obviously, I think the one thing that people forget about Rob Shaw, or maybe maybe it's just talked about because the season's still far away. Um, but just the raw, the raw rugby specimen that he's going to be for us, um, out there on the field is going to be so amazing and so good. And in a lot of ways, development, but also performance. And then what's obviously been highlighted is, is his, um, his mission to come here and help grow rugby, which is just great. And I'd say in turn, that's kind of the same thing with Eddie is, you know, I'll be, I'll be lucky if I get to see him for a week in San Diego. I think during the season, if he comes for a week, that would probably sound about right as a consultant coach. Um, But just to know that 
we have his eyes and his perspective, keeping an eye on what we have going on and will be there for us to kind of work together. And I'm not saying with me personally, but even just the coaching staff, um, I think we're going to obviously get a great impact out of having him available. And so and it's also a hat tip to Legion as well. Like I said, I mean, obviously these are, these are big name guys and bringing in a guy like Rob Shaw, but you know, hiring Eddie Jones shows just how much they care about developing their coaching staff as well. Um, I think it can be overlooked, you know, the coach is kind of at the top of the totem pole and we just do everything to provide for players, but uh, yeah, they're doing a great job to support our coaches as well. So it's all really good news. Right. And when you talk about the coaching staff, you know, the recent news uh, or recent days or recent months, should I say, uh, Hoadley, of course, his exit, somewhat of a surprise around the league, his contribution invaluable because he helped entrench that culture, that positive winning culture um, right from the start. And it still resonates with the existing coaching team with Mar- uh, Murray and uh, Zach Test, right? Having been backline coach and the forwards coach. So, you, of course, I can see the value of bringing in somebody like Eddie Jones who can really kind of just give them the uh, 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 another greater understanding at an even deeper level, uh, but yet still build on the same culture that San Diego has made famous in the league. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, Ed, sorry, Rob. And no, Eddie's no, been, go ahead. Eddie's been doing like a coaching podcast as well. If you, if anybody's interested in hearing that, I listen to. So what you're saying is everybody can get his coaching tips for free. Yeah, you, <laughs> yeah. you don't actually have to hire him. No. Yeah, I was going to um, say, I, I hope they didn't lease him a BMW because you know you guys are sponsored by BMW. Yeah, right? <laughs> BMW, that's right. But uh, he's got a podcast that I was listening to uh, with Scott, uh, Scott Wisemantle, one of his one of his guys that he's coached with a lot, coaches on the attack, and just hearing him talk, it was pretty. It's pretty inspiring to think that you know, hopefully get to have a couple of conversations or at least uh, know what, know how he's seeing the game and in particular seeing our games in MLR. That's good to hear. And, you know, I, I, the thing I like about this move um, is the fact that it brings an even uh, greater um, eye onto the MLR. Now we have, you know, folks in England and folks in Europe and people all around the world who find, who, who, who love, you know, rugby who maybe don't know quite as much about the MLR are going to be taking a little closer look at the MLR because one of the world's best coaches is is on staff or or at least helping the staff uh, down there uh, over there at San Diego. So it's great to see. But I, I want to kind of follow up. Ty was hitting um, very hard on the fact that uh, Zach Test and Scott Murray are going to be kind of the two-headed monster, if you will, at the head coaching uh, position, which is kind of unusual. You don't see this a lot in sports. Um, as a Chicago guy, the closest we got was with the 85 beer, Bears, you know, when you had uh, uh, Mike Ditka and you had Ditka. Tony Ryan. And, and that didn't work out so well for us in Chicago, <laughs> right? Two great coaches, just couldn't work very well together. The question I have is run past your kick. Uh, can a coaching tandem of Test and Murray work in Major League Rugby? I'll kick that one over to Ty. Ooh. Come on, Ty. What do you got? Uh, okay, so here's the thing. I mean, you've got you've got Murray, who I believe is something like 80 plus caps for Scotland. So the experience is there. Um, I would say yes, um, given that there is going to be some additional guidance from Eddie Jones, because at this 
I mean, it's a massive leap up, you know, when you have to be able to, 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 you feel like settled inside the culture, you know, the game plan, you know what you're working towards as a unit. But when you have to make that step up, it's a completely different mindset. You either now need to decide, do I make this my own or do I follow the path that has been set before me? In which case that path has already been successful. So there's some large shoes to fill. So having the valuable experience that they will provide with Eddie Jones as support, you'd have to be able to think that if you can give these guys the tools, they will use them and they will use them well. So I think it can work in the context of how it's been set up. Ordinarily, I'd be skeptical, but it seems that they're going to get the support they need to do what they need to do. Right. Uh, that's, a, that's a great answer. And I'd, I'd add on to that. I think, uh, I think when you do have experienced players and committed players um, that are leading the team, that also is going to help those coaches out, hopefully. And so, I, you know, I'd be the one to put my hand up that, I, you know, if things were to go south for them, then I, I probably haven't done enough of my job or, or us as a leadership group as players haven't done enough. So it's uh, it's by whatever means necessary to support those guys, and those guys are going to support us. They're going to do a great job. Yeah, I think I think it should work very well in San Diego, as you point out, and this is a key part. You guys have a leadership structure that's well entrenched, well established, and uh, I think the fact that you yourself are willing to put your hand up and take responsibility kind of deflects. Um, you know, if things do go the wrong way, which I don't suspect they will, but you know, there's always that risk. If things go the wrong way, you know, you get two people that are pointing the finger at each other. I don't think that will ever happen in San Diego. I think there are too many people uh, like yourself and other leaders, JP Duplessis, um, you know, of, uh, of course, G, uh, Joe Peterson to stand up and go, no, mate, uh, that's on us. That's an us issue, not a them issue. Uh, we're going to get it right and we'll sort it out. Right. Um, there's and, a lot of great maturity yeah. in the side. Um, because you guys have been playing as a unit together for quite some time, you know, the, the core group has stayed together, uh, for quite a, quite a bit of time. I mean, so there's continuity that's going to be carried through. Yes. Normally if there's the head coach leaves and some of the other coaching staff go at the same time, there's this vacuum and then, okay, well now we need to be able to rebuild. This isn't a rebuild. This is a strengthening. It's building on a platform that's already been laid uh, that is solid. So, yeah, I mean, I like those points there. But, again, you carry that continuity through. So, for myself, I would think that this is going to work. So, yeah. So, that leads leads us to our last question. And we're going to get tough here, run, pass, or kick, assuming that the 2021 season kicks off and there is a final. Would it be considered a failure if San Diego does not win the 2021 championship? Ooh, I'll run with that. I'll run with that. I, I think I'll give you the interesting, the interesting take. I think black and white, black and white. If we don't win the championship, yeah, like it's, it's that's our goal. We'll fall short of that goal. We don't want to be having this conversation like, hey, in the first round of playoffs, oh, hey, the semifinal. Like we don't, we don't want to face that. Our our eyes are going to be set on the championship. Um, but I think you do, uh, on a deeper level, you got to understand what, what is going to be considered the success of the team. And so I'm really hoping that as long as we got, you know, 23, 23 guys on a game day, the staff and front to bottom all on the same vision and focused on knowing how we're going to get there. I think we'll, uh, we'll be able to sit there and say we had a success no matter how hard we go at this thing and whether, another team sees us off in the last seconds because it was a great game or whether we blow our own foot off. But 
Um, I don't see that. I don't see that happening. I think we're just going to, we're going to back ourselves and make sure we uh, keep our eyes on the prize. Right. There are funny so, because- many, so many more ways to measure that success, but yeah, like you said, in black and white, if you don't come home with the shield this time, having been so close and then having the additional support, I can see why people might very well feel, well, what was it all for? But there are so many ways to record that success. When you've filled your stands week after week, you've built a great culture, um, winning culture, as we said before, um, you know, the fanfare, the ticket sales, the stadium, the experience. I mean, I believe that last year's final, uh, obviously, it's Aurora Stadium uh, being the host, had a viewership on CBS of over 500,000, which is the largest to date for a single game. So there are many ways to record that success beyond just taking the title. But ultimately, yeah, it is important. (laughs) Yeah, well, exactly. Like our owners after that season, they, even though it was hard to hear at the time, they still made sure that, that we felt appreciated and that they were proud of us. And, you know, it's, it's just like, you know, we're grown men. You lose in a championship, it hurts like hell. But um, I'm excited to see the bounce back. The bounce back was pretty good at the start of last year. So right, I'm excited to see the bounce back in 2021. I often say it's not how it, – it's often how you respond to failure that makes a difference between a winner and a loser, not failure in and of itself. So I have, I have a distinct feeling some good things are going to happen uh, for Nate Augsburger and the San Diego Legion next season. Um, on that note, I just want to end real quick and give you an opportunity to talk a little bit about some of the things you do off the field. And one of them is giving back to the community, and you're doing some great work in that regard. Uh, I can see, I think it's on your hat. Uh, you got a little something going on there. Why don't you tell us about what what new endeavor uh, you're, or new adventure you're working on um, almost as we speak? Yeah, it is, it is kind of as we speak. I'm kind of flying – by the seat of my pants, if I'm honest at at doing this, but I've been lucky to have some good people around me and helping me out. But uh, nonetheless, uh, you know, with quick tap rugby podcast, we were able to link up with Legion and we did a fundraiser um, with the San Diego food bank. We met our goal. We raised uh, $5,000 to feed families in need out here. And uh, actually the product of rugby um, is the initiative is to actually every purchase um, of our clothing, we're going to donate. You're pretty much making a donation to, and we, and we still have to finalize uh, who we want to partner up with, but feeding, feeding kids in America. So feeding kids in San Diego, kids with low food security. And it's just something that's kind of been on our heart. Like if we're going to take a stab at this, we'd like to be doing it uh, in an honorable way. And I, I do think that giving um, in charity is kind of a, a spirit of rugby. It's a community sport. And, and that's the big difference between maybe what you you would call football um, and, and how that sport goes. You know, rugby is a community sport. It's always going to be thrive off the people that are in the clubs. And so for me and, and with product of rugby is uh, kind of are you are you guys are products of rugby. I'd imagine um, you guys love the game. Uh, you're related to the game. You would have played the game. Maybe your kids are playing games. And to me. Uh, being able to have everyone kind of have a, a, a way of unifying and, or at least saying, Hey, Oh, that's a rugby shirt. I probably know that person. I just, I can't get over how when rugby is in a conversation, there's some weird degree of separation every time you hear the word rugby and, and people are interested. And so I want us to get out there. I want us to be seen. And, uh, 
I'm hoping uh, so far the support's been really good, even though I've been I've been posting a lot. I've been out there. I'm sure people are sick of seeing my face. But at the same time, uh, people have been extremely supportive. And, you know, that that allows me to take a take a step of faith on this journey and keep pushing it forward. So we'll see how it goes. But uh, I appreciate you guys giving me an opportunity to kind of kind of talk about it. And uh, hopefully, you know, next week, September 14th, when the uh, apparel is live online, we'll have some people buying some gear. Absolutely. We'll, we'll uh, sign me up. I'll be one of the first people uh, to buy some gear because um, I tell you, I'm, I'm, a, I'm an educator by uh, by trade and by profession. And here's what I know and one standard I live by. Uh, do good, do good work, um, help those people in need um, and and good things will come as a result. And that certainly sounds like what product of rugby is all about. Thanks, yeah, Nate, well I, I will definitely say that you are one of the great ambassadors for the sport. The message yeah. that you present, uh, the people that you serve, you can see that you put yourself second in every one of those things. So that's important that, uh, like you said, it's about community and every little bit we do, it's all fueled by passion, right? And uh, so we thank you for joining us here on the show, sharing your message with us, our fans of the Rugby Ramp Show, and of course for your fans at San Diego Legion. And on behalf of our sponsors at the rugbyshop.com, we want to be able to thank you for taking the time to be able to learn more about Nate Osberger, the Rugby Rant Podcast. On behalf of the team, my name is Ty Braga. On behalf of Scott Ferrara and Rob Hammerschmidt and Nate Augsburger, thank you for watching the Rugby Rant Podcast Show. Awesome, guys. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.